0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And that does seem a little grand this morning, doesn't it? In any event, it's Hangouts and Headlines time. I hope you are all ready to talk about some news articles, at least one news article today in these slots that we have before the trial. Uh, and the coverage starts at Legal Bytes at about an hour and a half uh, from now. Uh, Before we get started, I want to welcome everybody in. I want to make sure that uh, you all can hear me. I never quite believe all of this technology works as intended. Uh, So come in, say hi, uh, and uh, we'll get talking about one of the more positive articles that we have yet seen uh, in terms of coverage of Depp v. Heard, uh, taking a different tack uh, from some of the other articles that we've talked about before. Uh, Hello, chat. Good morning. Yes, we hear you. That's what I love to hear. Apple Pie, thank you for the super chat. Good morning, Hoag. All right, fantastic. So the article that we're gonna talk about today is an interesting one. You saw it in the thumbnail, presumably, or you just popped in uh, because you like hangouts and headlines and we'll just talk about whatever. Uh, But in that thumbnail, you saw that the coverage at NBC News today uh, or yesterday was male domestic violence survivors say they feel that Depp heard trial is a turning point. After Johnny Depp said he was a victim of domestic violence, some men say they've been empowered to speak up about their own experiences with abuse, which I know is one of the factors that a number of people have raised, or at least that I have seen raised in this space on Hangouts and Headlines, on Legal Bites, elsewhere that has covered this trial. Um, And I think this is at least the first time that I have seen, I don't want to promise that it's the first time that it has been used as the angle here, uh, but it's the first time that I have seen a major news outlet talk about it in this way. So we're going to read this article. It's actually a pretty long one. We're going to talk about the same things we always talk about in this space uh, vis-a-vis whether or not they are um, uh, using rhetoric properly, having argumentation that makes sense, whether or not they're assuming, for instance, since this is on the other side of the coin, whether or not they are assuming uh, that Johnny Depp is correct and whether or not that would change the equation for us uh, in terms of reading things, right? Because one of the things I've said here, and we want to be fair about it, is I don't really like or care for these news articles, assuming one side or the other is accurate. I know some of you don't love that, uh, but I think that's important to actually communicating these news items, especially if you're going to do these kinds of uh, opinion piece slash news items uh, where people evaluate it. The other thing I wanted to mention on this video uh, is that uh, we here at the Hoag Law YouTube channel, uh, are uh, sponsored and and helped out by Utreon and Patreon tiers uh, supporting the channel. I say that not really as a subscription drive here, but to reference it for context, because folks like Nord uh, here, who have sponsored the channel a very long time, um, do sponsor it at a tier where they can sponsor an episode, uh, and we call them out here like this. So I want to give a special thanks to Nord. That's not NordVPN. This is actually an individual that has been supporting the channel for a long time. Uh, And I do want to make sure I get uh, those sponsorships out there because all of this stuff, your super chats, your memberships, everything else really, really helps make this possible. And it's out of your generosity. And I couldn't thank you enough. So thanks, Nord, uh, for making an episode like this possible. Now, uh, we have a a few more super chats here, but I want to get into the article a little bit early. I want to make sure we get through it because it is a longer one today. Um, and uh, let me just get this all set back up. Uh, but it is a longer one today, and I want to make sure we get to the substance here. So uh, we talked about it. Male domestic violence survivors say they feel the Depp-HERD trial is a turning point, and the question is why, right? The question is why do they feel that way? Um, and the answers are what we might expect, but reported very interestingly. As Johnny Depp's defamation case against Amber Heard nears its conclusion, some men who say they have experienced domestic violence pinpointed a defining moment in the trial that for them felt pivotal in changing what it means to be a male survivor and i know i already actually scrolled a little bit far there uh, but what would you think that would be chat right? in terms of a pivotal moment there have been a lot of pivotal moments here uh, in this trial and one of the things i found interesting was that the jumping off point for this article and apparently some of the thought process that was elicited through these interviews in reporting on this article refers to a point in the trial that was really impactful to me. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, when I start out covering this trial at Legal Bites, I say, look, it's a defamation case. Defamation is very hard. Why is it very hard? I've heard that question asked over on the Legal Bites channel. Why is it very hard? It's because the United States very, very, very fiercely protects the freedom of speech. And defamation, if you really think about it, and you'll hear this in the closing statements on Friday, because Rottenborn and Elaine are definitely going to use this as a jumping off point for the jury. If you really think about it, defamation is in essence, an exception to the broad umbrella freedom of speech, right? And so defamation says, yes, you can speak. You're supposed to be free. Congress shall make no law, et cetera, et cetera. But here are a couple of categories that we're a little bit concerned about. And these all relate to things that would have been uh, in the original common law tradition, exceptions to that freedom of speech concept. So that's how we get there here in the United States. And they say, okay, if you lie about someone and you cause them damages uh, and it's false, and maybe you knew it was false, depending on if they're public or not, or other standards uh, in various jurisdictions, um, for what your level of knowledge, what your mens rea, the intent in your head, was to be, then you can be liable for that statement. The United States has a very different approach to that than the uh, United Kingdom or, or Britain. And, and we saw that and we continue to see that in analyzing the Sun case. Uh, but defamation is that exception which means we hold it to a very high standard. Um, so what do you think was the turning point? Well, you probably already guessed it or you already read ahead. Earlier this month, a recording was played in the courtroom. In it, Heard says, "Tell people it was a fair fight and see what the jury and judge think. Tell the world, Johnny. Tell them I, Johnny Depp, I'm a victim. I, I think I think there's an, a, a man in there, isn't there? I'm ac- I'm actually wondering now. Isn't isn't there a man uh, as a as an aside here in this quote? I, I keep remembering it, but maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I, Johnny Depp, I'm a victim too of domestic violence, and it was a fair fight." and see if people believe or side with you. And I remember that so vividly well. As we watch this trial, I come in thinking defamation is a hard case. Defamation is a hard case. So Johnny Depp has a very low likelihood of winning in a he said, she said kind of case, uh, like I was expecting to see. Now, as it turned out, by the time we get to Amber Heard's testimony, it doesn't really become variations on a theme. It becomes two different worlds, uh, and we can evaluate those separately. But It was at the end of Johnny Depp's redirect when they play these videos about how she wants to take back or at least implies that she wants to take back the claims of violence. But her lawyers told her that she had to file for them, et cetera, et cetera. And then tell the world that I really think that's what solidified for me that Johnny Depp had a very winnable case that he's still, in my opinion, in position to win. I know folks came over on the mainstream yesterday I got my grill a little bit for saying that I didn't really like what happened with Jennifer Howell. I think Whitney is still a liability for them that presents a possibility for Amber to win. I still think that, uh, but I do think Johnny Depp has the better of it right now. And I'm trying to talk about ways that a jury that would be otherwise inclined to do so might find a way to side with Amber Heard. I'm interested in seeing what these last two days of testimony actually look like. But it was this tape where I actually said, man, She sounds fully like an abuser. Go tell him. See who believes you. Is just such a powerful statement, uh, especially in the context of this trial, that I'm not at all surprised that it's the jumping-off point, or at least suggested as the jumping-off point in this NBC News article. Um, And you see it up top. You don't. You don't usually see this quote, especially in the stuff that we've been reading, which is very pro- Amber Heard. We need to believe her, otherwise, Me Too is over. And we're going to be talking with the author of that piece tomorrow morning. Um, and I, I, I will have a, another voice here as well interviewing her. I think it'll be a good time. I think it'll be an interesting time. I think hopefully we can elicit some some good information out of that interview. It'll be about the first half hour of the video tomorrow, I think. Um, we'll see what kind of time she has. Uh, but please do come in and check on that tomorrow. That this is elevated. This is about something different. This is effectively looking at what could the positives be of the Depp v. Heard trial. And this is what I know a lot of you have mentioned. Depp was asked on the stand how he responded when Heard told him to tell the world that he was a domestic violence survivor. And he told the courtroom, yes, I am. For some of the men watching who had endured violence from a partner, the frenzied response to the trial has felt personal. When I initially heard about the case, I was a little shocked. I was like, wow, who could have thought this could happen to Johnny Depp? Recalled Tony Enos, a Philadelphia pop singer, who said he survived domestic violence. Now, in terms of articles, One of the things that's kind of important here, and I don't love this approach, right? So I'm going to point this out, is that this is kind of a grab bag of people who feel one way and then somebody who runs a a male, a men's shelter um, that we would expect to feel this way uh, and and say what we would expect to see in this interview. That doesn't make it wrong. Obviously, it's not wrong, Uh, but it is more of that approach of um, finding tweets finding public statements of people, and saying this represents something, this represents a trend. Now, I tend to think that it does to some extent, uh, but we have to analyze our own biases and tilt. This isn't the best way to present this argument by finding like little data and little anecdotes and somebody that's interested in this topic already and and suggesting something like this. Now, it's real time to how the trial is going. I don't think that there's actually a, a better method to finding information about these things while we read this stuff, but... I do want to point that out because we always try to be fair here, even if we're otherwise inclined to already believe the premise of an article. So that's what's happening here. We're going to get these quotes from people. And the first one is Tony Enos, a Philadelphia pop singer, who says, I think rightly, that at bare minimum, this trial is, wow, I never would have thought of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard that way. It's certainly not how it was presented. Uh, but in general, I don't think we, at least in the United States, I can't speak for everyone at uh, one thinks of interpersonal violence, domestic abuse uh, in this manner. It's not the way we tend to think of things, and there will be a a few statistics represented in this uh, article to talk about why that might be. Enos, who also works as a counselor to other men who have survived domestic violence, said seeing a man who is perceived to be as powerful, wealthy, and famous as Depp claim that he endured domestic violence has made him feel less alone. I imagine that would absolutely be the case. The awareness is everything, Enos said. Men can be survivors of domestic violence and interpersonal violence too, NBC News, they want to point out, does not normally identify victims of domestic violence, but Enos gave his permission to use his full name. And I think this is a good note, because if you're watching this uh, or reading through this article and you say, hey, the way you report on this doesn't usually include a full name and a job title and things like that when we're talking about other domestic violence or domestic abuse survivors. And NBC News, I think, is right to point out, hey, this gentleman gave us the right to use his full name in context of this. And it is suggestive of at least a news organization that is trying to abide by the rules that they've already set out in play. Um, So that's where we have the first opening here. And unlike some of the articles that we've read, it doesn't really hide any ball, right? It doesn't hide those balls. It doesn't keep things separate from what we would otherwise be thinking about this story. It comes out in front and says, look, this is what this is about. This is what this story is going to be about. Now we get those statistics I promised male victims are still not an accepted thing. One in three women have experienced some form of violence from a partner compared to one in four men, according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence or NCADV. Uh, And honestly, that first sentence kind of jumps out at you because that's kind of closer in scope. than I have to admit my own biases than I would have expected that that's a lot of men that are dealing with some form of violence. And I think that the The difference in scope comes from this next sentence that says the breadth between those numbers grows to one in four and one in seven when it comes to severe violence, um, such as burning, beating, or strangulation, according to that NCA DV. So this is inclusive of forms of abuse that maybe isn't as severe, but is still abusive. Um, And I think you can get caught in the situation that we saw Dr. Hughes get caught in when she was testifying on Amber Heard's behalf, right? Because Dr. Hughes goes out there and says things like, well, if the power dynamic is so-and-so and men are bigger, then it's really difficult for them to be abused in the same manner. And while it may be the case that the actual physical damage isn't the same, it certainly doesn't meet the criteria that we've seen from all of these therapists for what can actually cause you you know, emotional damage and, and abuse at the hands of your partner one out of two women who are murdered are killed by their intimate partners, according to the DV. and one in 13 men are killed by their partners. And the stat gets a little bit confusing. So again, when we look at stats, right, one out of two women who are murdered. So we're already in the pool of women that are murdered, it says half of them are done by intimate partners. And then one in 13 men are killed by their partners isn't the same locution. So I can't actually tell you whether or not that's, of the men that are murdered, one in thirteen are killed by their partners. I think that might be the case, or something different, like like one in thirteen men, period, are killed by their partners, which seems very, very high. I, I don't, I don't think one out of every thirteen men are are murdered at all. Um, so I'm going to read it as if it's the same pool, but just when we're reporting on statistics, I would I would like to see this language match up because I have to make assumptions that I would prefer to not have to make. Right, and we point this stuff out here. In addition, an information sheet from the NCADV acknowledged that anecdotally, the organization knew of women being the primary aggressor towards men, but did not have data that quantified how often women were identified as the primary abuser in the relationship. Now, you see, I highlighted did not have data as red. And I know some people have asked about coloration when I highlight things. Mostly it's setting off phrases. Um, and then red is important, and then green is usually quotes. But this is an important paragraph, or it's not. Right. One question I have that's raised by this paragraph is, do you have data the other direction? It seems like if you had data about how often a man was the primary aggressor, aggressor, you naturally have in most instances, maybe with some wiggle room around the middle, at least some notion of how often the woman is the primary aggressor. So I, I suspect that they don't keep that data at all, That they don't even ask that question on whatever intake sheets or surveys that they otherwise use. And so that makes that paragraph a little bit less useful to say, effectively, that's just not something we collect. It is, however, useful from kind of a side standpoint to say, well, this particular group isn't even interested in answering that question and isn't maybe that a problem in and of itself when we're talking about what is a real concern. Hey, if we're not even asking the question, maybe we should be. Maybe we should be thinking about what that looks like, but that's left to the NCADV and and different minds than mine because I can't actually tell what this last paragraph means. So that's the t- statistics paragraph. And honestly, I don't I don't blame the journalists here. I don't blame NBC News. Uh, a lot of the time, if you really look closely at statistics paragraphs and things uh, in articles like this, you will find uh, maybe a variation on lawyer math. Uh, one of the jokes, if you're new here to virtual legality that I often put in the videos is that uh, lawyers might be the most dangerous people ever to ask to do simple mathematics. I call it lawyer math uh, because I think With my not-so-great math skills, even though I I was a math minor back in college, um, I was one of the best at math uh, in my law firm to set the bar kind of properly, uh, and real mathematicians, real statisticians, real folks that do this for a living would laugh their heads off at lawyers trying to do math in these large firms, large expensive firms. The facts of Depp's case must still be debated by a jury. While some on social media have devoured the evidence and have tried to deduce who is the aggressor and who is the victim, the trial is not in criminal court. Rather, the case in civil court will determine whether Hurd defamed Depp in a 2018 Washington Post essay in which she described herself as a domestic violence survivor, but never named Depp as the aggressor. Depp is suing for $50 million. Heard is countersuing for $100 million. I think this paragraph is pretty neutral. I, I might add the ne- to the never named Depp as the aggressor, uh, but did you know subtly indicate that that was the case, but that's maybe editorializing. So this is a pretty neutral paragraph. I have no problem with that summary. Heard said she struck Depp only in self-defense or in defense of her sister. She recalled a December 2015 incident in which she said Depp held her head down into a pillow, which she began, said began to suffocate her. And then more Heard testimony. Depp has denied ever having been physically abused, uh, physically abused, Heard, or committed domestic abuse, including his denial and defamation suit. And that's how I read what has been presented in trial so far. But compare it to, I believe it was yesterday's article that said effectively that Depp has admitted to violence but said Heard drove him to it. Like that's a wildly different read on what's before us in this court case, right? That that he was driven to violence is not anything I've heard admitted in, in court. And that's the kind of thing that I really pluck out of these articles to talk about. So far, so good from NBC News kind of neutrally reporting on this. Heard absolutely said this. Depp seems to have absolutely said this. We're gonna talk about the Sun case here so that you know what happened with respect to the wife-beater claims. And this sentence, Justice Andrew Nichol ruled against Depp in 2020, saying the British tabloid had presented substantial evidence to show that Depp was violence against her on at least 12 to 14 occasions is true. And it's presented here for context. It's not really commented on or editorialized in this particular paragraph. And I think that's I think that's great. I, I, I know to some folks that are fans of Johnny Depp and say, hey, that wasn't a fair read. The, the judge was otherwise biased or compromised. Um, I understand that position, but this is proper to report on here and in this kind of neutral way. And then this sentence that I have highlighted in red, I would love to see in every single article about this case, right? And this is where obviously I, I I believe in much of the thrust of this article, but this is where I actually think the NBC News piece is one of the strongest that I've seen. In the other articles that we've talked about with respect to Amber, with respect to some other things, there is either an explicit or implicit assumption that Amber is right. And if you don't think that, the article falls apart. This article doesn't fall apart in either respect, regardless of what side you're on, and that makes it better. It just does in terms of not pushing people into camps, not pushing them to the side, and having this conversation in a way that makes sense. So the the sentence is, the case playing out in a court in Virginia becomes increasingly complex with each witness and new piece of evidence. And that might sound to some, like lawyering. It's non-committal. Uh, but to be honest, to be entirely fair to the facts as presented, <clears throat> you really shouldn't be committing to report on something like this, which is the effect of having the conversation at all. They then bring in the TikTok stuff because I think that's mandatory. I think somewhere there's some kind of journalistic uh, editor that's requiring every outlet to include some paragraph on TikTok. But... The overall thrust here is reporting, here's what Heard said, here's what Depp said, at least little snippets of it, and it's very, very complex. They then talk about their journalistic competitors. In op-eds like the New York Times, Amber Heard and the Death of Me Too, and the Guardians, Me Too is over if we don't listen to imperfect victims like Amber Heard. Some question whether the public's treatment of Heard marks a turning point or even the end of the movement. They also say experts have expressed concern that the level of vitriol directed at Heard, and I'm not an expert, on levels of vitriol, but I have certainly expressed concern about some of the things I am seeing on the internet as well. I don't necessarily think we need to be that vitriolic in our communications, and I think it's often aided to not have that level of vitriol. I know some of my commenters and some of the chat disagrees, uh, but that's where I sit on that, uh, and so I tend to agree with this statement as well. Despite the outdated stereotypes online about what a real victim should look like, which some experts say could cause a chilling effect among survivors. Now, interestingly, Because of the maximum amount of neutrality here, we know from these articles that this is actually the basis for what those articles believe is a problem for not listening to Amber Heard. NBC News turns that on its head and says, "Okay, you want to talk about imperfect victims as a kind of critique. NBC News says some men and male presenting people who have survived violent relationships and experts who work with survivors say the trial feels like a turning point in the stigma against male survivors, that the outdated stereotypes about what a real victim should look like also should be gotten rid of, gone away with, thrown in the bin, tossed out, in respect of men can't be victims of domestic abuse. And and the fact that they're making this article is at least a certain amount of editorializing and taking a stand for the notion that that is potentially fundamentally correct. Uh, And so reading this article feels very different, I would be willing to bet, than reading through the other articles we've looked at in this space. Mimi Sterling, who's going to get a lot of quotes here, so you want to remember that name, is the CEO of The Family Place, a Dallas-based resource center and shelter for survivors of family violence. And I probably would have reported, I believe this comes up earlier or later in the article, that it seems to be a shelter for uh, men only. And so that's the context of these particular quotes. I would have elevated this again, just talking about journalism and rhetoric. Uh, and, and I'll make sure when we get to that point in the article that we mention it, but I believe the family place is only for uh, male uh, victims. Uh, and so that's, the, that's kind of the, the, the bent that these quotes are coming from. Nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got a tilt, uh, but we should note that uh, up at the top here. Said some social work training outlines the belief that men can't experience domestic violence like women based on the power dynamic and I don't know social work training outlines. I, I can say having watched DeV v. Heard that certain psychologists certainly seem to have that baked in to that thought process. You've seen certain psychologists um, on uh, Legal Bites channel kind of reflect that particular issue. Uh, and uh, that's not great, right? Certainly the laws aren't written that way. The laws are not gendered on, on that particular axis. Um, and honestly, we don't want as a society to believe that any given demographic can't be abused by the nature of their being in that demographic. That's that's the wrong way to think about things. I, you know, I don't make pronouncements from on high very often, but it is the wrong way to think about things. It's just not an accepted thing in our society that men can be victimized in this way, Sterling said. An age-old stigma still affects survivors. For Jack, seeing a powerful man publicly state that he had endured domestic violence lifted a weight off of his shoulders jack a survivor of domestic abuse who asked that nbc news refer to him by his middle name to protect his privacy said he endured domestic violence and sexual abuse in addition to childhood abuse he said he kept quiet for many years because he was embarrassed mr depp is actually brave enough to come forward i would have felt humiliated having to tell the public my five foot two ex used to beat the crap out of me jack said and adding that after he watched depp's testimony he was finally able to open up to friends about what he had endured um, and as an anecdote, as a data point here, I, I mean, I think that's the kind of story uh, that we can all feel good about. I think sometimes uh, you watch this trial, it's a celebrity trial. Folks say, hey, why are you watching that salacious stuff? And I, I personally think, obviously, since I've devoted so much time to it, you can learn a lot about civics in America, the process of uh, evaluating these things, what defamation is, all these various things that I think are helpful to understanding society uh, and the world in which we live. And then you see these kinds of stories and you think, yeah. There is usefulness in any kind of national discussion about these things. Yes, there's stuff on the sides that probably goes too far and has all these things that people are stroking their chins about and writing opinion pieces on, but there can be real good that comes out of these things if something like this is true. And again, I'll point out that from a journalistic standpoint, it's a data point. Uh, It doesn't really make their case for them, but they're, they're they're not trying to make a case necessarily. They're trying to point out that these things are out there. Feelings of humiliation are just a part of the stigma that has prevented so many men from coming forward to share their stories, Sterling said. That's the Family Place CEO. Raven Jennerson, the interim clinical director for the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, or RAIN, and a licensed independent clinical social worker said, all people, including victims, must work to relearn what it means to be masculine and how a masculine person should behave when confronted with a domestic violence situation. Now, here's an interesting point that I noted when I read this paragraph. One could easily... Do what the Amber Heard articles did right here and start talking about how Johnny Depp's own testimony talks about trying to leave the abusive situation, trying to avoid the violence and get out of there. And he's on tape saying these things and is credible when he testifies to the same. But when we think about an article like this, that kind of statement here would get you to the same place where you have to believe Johnny Depp in order for it to make any sense. Just like we've seen in the other articles, you have to believe Amber Heard for any of that to make any sense in in certain portions of the article. NBC News, I think, rightly avoids that, doesn't kind of fall for the bait of including things that are directly related to the case here so that you don't have to necessarily believe one way or the other, even though we know who are watching the trial that this kind of thing could strongly apply to a person that at least is presenting in court and has audio to back him up and testimony and witnesses to back him up, that he tried to exit situations that could escalate into violence at seemingly every turn. Um, But that, of course, requires you to believe his case. We want folks to know that there's no such thing as a perfect survivor. Perfection is relative. And you see, again, that kind of concept that we saw in the other context turned on its head. That that perfect survivor, which people are complaining about, folks expecting of Amber, can 100 percent, and this is just true, be applied instead to Johnny Depp. So at the end of the day, this is talking about things in the same framework as the other journalists that are talking about these, they referenced the UK, they referenced the Guardian, they referenced the New York Times, but in a way that is looking at things from a different perspective. And at the same time, not discounting the perspective that would allow you to say the same thing about Amber Heard. This is much better done than some of the other articles that we have read. The social media slant and justice by proxy. On social media, men who say they've experienced domestic violence say Depp has opened the door for men and male presenting survivors to share their stories. For some survivors, the seemingly relentless online support for Depp and the litany of disdain for Heard has felt like vindication and justice from afar. Now here you have some slight editorializing here, although I'm not sure that we could necessarily disagree with it. Depp does appear to have relentless online support and Heard does appear to be suffering a litany of disdain. It's not really worse than litany, um, but, uh, I think it is important to have this conversation. And again, I don't think this is terribly useful to the rhetoric, the argument of, of presenting a, a case, presenting something to a, a reader, uh, because we're just going to start pulling things down from from social media. But it's at least interesting. Searching the terms, I'm a survivor, Johnny Depp on Twitter displays what appears to be thousands of tweets of victims describing how empowered they felt by Depp's case. And I, I don't, I don't love this. I mean, we talked about this. Uh, This journalist searched for I'm a survivor and Johnny Depp on Twitter. This is roughly the level of the Twitter search stats guy um, that we've seen testify in this case. Uh, And honestly, this person may be doing it better uh, after that guy was absolutely eviscerated on the stand. Uh, But it's just kind of data points. There are a lot of male survivors of abuse out there that are talking about their experiences because of Johnny Depp. Canadian writer, producer and YouTuber Leanna Kirzner tweeted adding in a subsequent tweet that women are not default victims. Men are also abused. Interestingly enough, I did look through this tweet. that appears to be a woman making those statements. Uh, Another person wrote, I'm a survivor and I side with Johnny Depp because of what happened to him also happened to me. The same level of depravity and intentional malice. Just anecdotally, from my perspective, that's not actually a good reason to believe one side or the other. In a court case, I feel for this person, of course, uh, but what happened to me means I believe Johnny Depp more that would be that's why we have voir dire, right? People ask why do we kick out jurors? How do we decide on the jury? What happens there? Voir dire is designed to say, oh, okay, you have an innate bias of some kind. That's not how you should be evaluating this evidence. It's also why you saw yesterday um, that uh, Mark Knight, uh, the owner of the Hicktown Trailer Park, which is at issue in one of the incidents in this case, was effectively scolded for trying to get in that he is a domestic violence survivor on the stand. Um, a couple of times, I believe. And, and so, um, again, I feel for this person. I understand how you get here. Uh, you'd make a poor juror. Uh, but, um, yes, this is, this is what's out there on Twitter. Someone else tweeted that Depp had given them strength. as a DV survivor, a male victim. I'm disgusted that media is catering to Amber. In certain respects, they are in other respects. They're not as we, as we know, kind of meta contextually reading this article. I lost years of my life. I still suffer from panic, nightmares, and feelings that somehow I'm the one in the wrong. And that sounds awful. Uh, and, and and I have no doubt that there are, there are many, many victims of abuse that are male. Uh, and to the extent that this brings that to light, I think that's only a good thing. I would never fight back because I would never want to be in Mr. Depp's position, Jack said, expressing fear that if he ever retaliated, his former partner could claim that he was the aggressor. Now that he's come forward, it has given me an other allowance to say I've been abused by a domestic partner, too. This is actually pretty interesting. Now it's paraphrased. We do note that it's not the quote, right? And that might be because it didn't come out in quote form that's easily put in a story, but we do note that because this is paraphrasing by the journalist. Uh, and yeah, saying, hey, it's difficult for a man, not just out of humiliation, but if we do see some of that kind of built-in bias that we see from the Dr. Hughes's of the world, uh, it is easier for someone to counter with claims of aggression. And then you wind up in a depth, the heard kind of conversation and we don't know how your evidence fits. We don't know what resources you have. And for the most part, the lawyers get paid. Uh, when that happens. So I can understand that fear, absolutely. And that was interesting to see come out in the middle here. Normalizing the conversation and raising awareness. Some experts argue that hearing a man say in a public venue during a high profile trial that he is a victim of domestic abuse could have long lasting benefits. And as long as we're criticizing, don't love, some people say, some experts say, yes, as we've talked about in covering the case itself, someone somewhere says everything. Someone somewhere said anything that you want them to say. You've seen that with the experts, right? Just looking at the experts of this case, you know that you can basically get anybody to say anything that you want uh, in a court of law, uh, and we can evaluate those as such if we can see them. But if you think about it more broadly, when we're reading articles, that some experts uh, in a different context would include that lady that said she was a movie expert on the stand, right? We wouldn't want to give that expert weight, would we? Uh, that being said, I do generally agree with the overall concept here. We get back to Sterling. Often it takes high profile cases, high profile victims of anything to gain the change in our society and the change in perspective that is critical. The family place operates the only shelter in Texas exclusively serving male and male presenting survivors of domestic violence, Sterling said. When residents of the shelter were asked about the HERD depth trial, they said they felt validated and heard. Probably not a word I would want to use in an article about somebody named Heard, but fine a team leader reported to Sterling. Uh, So, okay, we have to note this stuff as well. Again, I just try to be fair. I'm sorry, people. Uh, Sterling gives a quote about the residents of the shelter that isn't his direct knowledge. It's reported by a team leader of his and naturally fits in with what his mission statement is, which is fine, but we do note it. I also said earlier that I would have elevated this when you're otherwise trying to evaluate the credit that you should give to an individual that's giving quotes for an article like this one, I would have elevated. Hey, you have a male and male presenting survivor shelter. Uh, that's worth noting in terms of evaluating it. And again, from my perspective, you may sound think I sound like an ornery reader of these things, and I probably am. <laughs> uh, but this is this is how I critically read everything, um, and um, that's that's really why I think we're having these conversations in this space. Having a landmark case like this serves a greater purpose in a way of normalizing the conversation and raising awareness around the fact that men absolutely can be victimized and awareness around what that victimization and that abuse look like. I would have maybe said can look like, but I think that's a great quote. Sterling said she can't say for certain whether the Depp case will lead to an increase in the male reporting statistics, but she said she does believe that the more there is a national conversation around domestic abuse and how it affects men, the more people will come forward. It's horrible. It's playing out on an international stage. She said, I do hope that part of the benefits come from victims saying, yes, this is a problem and I need to get out. And I think we can all hope that, right? To the extent that anybody is being abused of any gender or any demographic, we would hope that they can get out of that situation, that they can report it, that they can get the legal redress that our society is ostensibly designed around giving them. And to some extent, I think that this probably will have this effect. And it's a bit surprising to see some of the things that have been presented in depth v heard, to see someone admit to the things that Amber Heard has admitted on tape, right? You can believe her testimony and still listen to some of the things she says and say, that sounds like a problematic relationship. Uh, and so I think these kinds of articles, hopefully we see more of, and we see more of the statistics and actual reporting on these things as we get further and further away from the trial. So I wanted to make sure... That we got that one out. I want to make sure we got through the entire article. Sometimes feels a little rushed if we get too many super chats in here or otherwise. Um, so I wanted to cover that right at the front end here, and we will uh, now talk about super chats. We'll now do the Hangouts portion of Hangouts and Headlines. But what do you all think? Um, you know, what do you think about articles like this one? Uh, you know, what do you think about the close reading uh, that I do of an article like that? Uh, let's have that conversation, and, and I will. Uh, I'll start pulling out some super chats here. Um, while you let me know uh, what you think about all this. Addy, thank you for the super chat. Good morning. So happy to spend my birthday with everyone today. Addy, happy birthday. Thank you for spending it here uh, and uh, presumably elsewhere when we're watching the trial. Haley Ward, good morning. Good morning, Haley. Swamp sagacity. Could Depp herd trial be delayed or extended because of or until TMZ's motion is heard? I have heard it from a little birdie that I do not believe it will extend anything, but we will see. We will see. In general, when you get an emergency motion like that, the judge can read it and rule on it very, very quickly. Um, And that's what I would expect um, to either see or not see in the public eye uh, this morning when trial begins. Star Sorcerer became a YouTube member. Thank you, Star Sorcerer. Welcome. Scott R. Hefner, Camille's cross when she called Amber the abuser, yeah, she did. That was one heck of a cross examination, wasn't it? Ruben Martins became a YouTube member. Hello, Rubens, thank you. As did Hempland, TX. Welcome, and Matt L. Welcome. I R Hypnozar, could you give a summary on what the reactions of the jury jury were yesterday, if you know? Did we get any jury reactions on our stream? I don't think we did. We got a few tweets from DUI guy, I think, but I don't even know that he was going into jury reactions. I think we only checked in on him uh, for the morning break. If they did check in on him elsewhere, I might have been, I was out for about an hour uh, in the middle of the stream, Uh, but I don't know what reactions were yesterday. Uh, That would be very interesting to find out. Uh, And maybe we'll have that conversation later today. I'm sorry. I don't know that personally. Vikas Sridhar, breakdown of men and women being killed by their partners. The ratio of men and women being murdered is 3.7 to one. For every man being killed by their partner, 1.75 women are killed by their partners. And again, I would wanna source that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's there's ways to look at these statistics. I would love to know more about that. And I might research it myself separately uh, because that's, that's interesting to me. And when you're in a kind of mass media national article like this, you're only ever gonna get statistical summaries like the ones we saw. Um, But I do point out when maybe the language isn't perfect for actually having that conversation. Uh, Ruben Martin's hi, Hogue, what's the tool to highlight the article? I use two tools, uh, both Chrome uh, extensions. One is called Super Simple Highlighter, and one is called Weava, W-E-A-V-A. And I tend to use Weva most often for PDFs. Uh, It can actually highlight PDFs, uh, and a lot of the primary source material is in that format. Surreal, Kit Chris Titus did an episode about this in his sitcom 22 years ago, and has discussed his experience in his stand-up. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, and I think you know the more you talk about these things that are real, I don't think anybody's questioning the reality uh, of males being victims of domestic abuse. Uh, then the more you can actually talk about these things as a society and potentially look at reforming or otherwise funding uh, resources to help that out, I think that is a good thing. Absolutely, Bo Mama Eight. Hicksville, not Hicktown. Did I say Hicktown? <laughs> Live, everybody. Hicktown. Wonderful. Uh, thank you for the correction. Antonia B., thank you for holding the law tube blind by being just and reasonable. I try. You know, I love these conversations and um, I think they're useful. I think they're important. And I think there are some people out there that, that think, oh, because of the nature of what we're talking about, it isn't important. Or it's too salacious or celebrity gossip or what these these kinds of things are. I've always said, virtual legality basically exists to say, look, you don't necessarily just want to read a treatise uh, on one of these things. You don't want me to talk about contracts uh, or business or whatever in a vacuum with concepts that are just so platonic that we start talking like Aristotle and Socrates and whatever. Uh, We want to hit you where you live. We want to talk to you about what you're already interested in. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard is something that people are already interested in. Let's talk about it at an elevated level. Let's talk about what we can learn from it, what we can talk about that matters to more than just two celebrities fighting over a private island in Virginia. And I think we do that. And I'm proud of that. And so I very much am thankful for that super chat. And this is just a ridiculously generous super chat, Oima. Thank you so much. I'm curious if this article is more neutral because it's talking about male victims. I wonder if an editor was like, hey, you got to tone it down. I wonder if they worry more about being called MRAs than being neutral. I believe that's men's rights activists. Thanks for your hard work. I don't know how you do it. Heart emoji, video game controller emoji. I think that is potentially a fair critique, right? One of the things that we have seen called out in a bunch of these articles now is this notion that, uh, men's rights activists, including them calling out some of LawTube on this, um, are out there uh, making either a mountain out of a molehill or misrepresenting facts in order to make the points they want to make through the guise of being in support of justice and Johnny Depp against Amber Heard, etc. cetera. Uh, and I think it's a possibility, though I like to give credit, so, you know, benefit of the doubt to NBC News, that part of this process is, well, you can't write it like the people are writing the Amber articles uh, because it's self-evidently biased. And now we don't actually care about that, says journalism on the whole. These are different outlets uh, in respect of Amber, because basically that's a position that we can push more easily. But in this context, we're kind of coming at it from a different angle. We need to be more careful. We need to be more journalistic. It might be the case. But either way, either direction, my personal proclivities on this would be to see all of these articles take a like this one in order to have these kinds of conversations. So thank you again for the generous super chat, Oima. I think you might have a point there. I'd prefer it if you didn't, uh, but I might just be being cynically optimistic or naive. Uh, Let's take a look at some more. Alexis P, a bit late, but congratulations on 100,000 subscribers. Absolutely love your content. I still can't believe that number is real. I'm still looking at the balloons my wife got me. I know my daughters are planning something. Uh, It's it's gratifying, I'm not gonna lie about that. I, I think we put out a good product here. Uh, on this YouTube channel, I'm very proud of virtual legality. I'm very proud of the work I'm doing with Legal bites. I'm proud of the work that so many of us are doing and covering things like this case and doing it from a different position and talking with you all. And I know I sound like I'm, you know, proselytizing or, or being a politician, but I am. Um, and so thank you for that. Thank you for uh, proving my wife wrong, actually, who said nobody's going to watch that. Well, actually, she said, who's going to watch that? When we started the channel, she's happy to admit she was wrong at that point. Uh, But I didn't think she was necessarily wrong. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Um, And it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me to have these conversations with people. It means a lot to me that there are so many folks that really seem to have reasonable minds can differ, resonate with them. Um, And so I'm going to get emotional way too early in the day here. I'm really not this emotional, folks. uh, But a lot of this has come out as a part of this trial, which puts me on edge when we started anyway, I think I've told the story that I think I stopped one of the streams and said, I need a hug uh, from my wife. Cause there was just such uh toxicity and vitriol and anger in it. Uh, but yeah, it really means a lot to me. Thank you for that super chat. I really, really appreciate it. CG, you're the real fair and balanced Hogue. Thanks for the work. I try. I, I really try. And I, at bare minimum, I, I try to tell you when I feel like I'm a little bit tilted or a little bit biased. I that's the, the best I can do is transparency on that. Uh, and and I really, really appreciate it. Sarah Shua, uh, Shuaibi, I apologize for that pronunciation. Became a YouTube member. Thank you so much, Sarah. Carrie Harvey, H&H with Hogue is a great class in critical analysis. I very much appreciate your neutrality. Thanks for all you do. Smiley face emoji. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for the support. Tom Karasek, I really appreciate the thorough analysis of these articles. Too many people just read the headline and make up their minds. That's what we do here. If you like this kind of stuff, this is what I like to do. Uh, So hopefully we're doing it for a long time to come. Thank you for the support. Rita R., thank you for going through this article. Would love to see more critical analysis like this. I try to bring this to all the articles. Uh, It's just some are more self-evidently problematic uh, than something like this. I appreciate the support very, very much. Kerry uh, Williams, great analysis. I was, pro- I was pleasantly surprised to see a more neutral article from the MSM. So much bias based on gender grounds and other articles and misleading comments on the UK trial. We've definitely seen all of that. Thank you so much for the super chat. Michael Gaunt became a YouTube member, a well-known face around the law tube parts. Thank you so much, Michael, and welcome. Oima, I covered this one. Thank you so much again for this generous super chat. Um, moving forward, afternoon from South Africa. Hello, South Africa. Why can't men join the Me Too movement? It feels like what we should fight for both. Absolutely. In its perfect ideal form, Me Too says society doesn't respect victims in certain cases, in certain times based on demographics or what have you. And we as a society should look to improve that. And I could not agree more with that concept. Then different folks, different minded people, and this happens in all social movements, go in different directions with it. And they start to leave me in the dust. Uh, But absolutely, I would say to the extent it stands for looking at society's faults, trying to improve upon them and make it better and make redress more available to everyone that suffers from these kinds of situations, that makes total sense to me. Fluffy Otter became a YouTube member. Hello, Fluffy, and welcome. Nancy, Joe, uh, Misha, Zek. I know you gave me the pronunciation one. I'm still working on it. 5K watching and only 1K likes. Smash that like button, law nerds. Nerd emoji, heart emoji. You and Emily D. Baker are my favorites. I love Emily. Have you seen her skyrocketing? She's going to hit like, I don't even know how many subscribers. Such a great thing for such a great informed YouTuber. Would love to see the two of you collaborate and debate. I think I might I think I think might uh, be working with Emily D. Baker in the future. I, I don't know. We'll see. David Blonde, did JD's team not lay enough foundation to bring in all of JH's, Jennifer Howell's testimony, or was that excluded based on hearsay and its link to the UK trial? We don't know what happened there, to be honest. We saw a bunch of long sidebars yesterday, uh, and we did have somebody bring up that the Virginia rules of impeachment evidence require you to actually present the statements that you intend to use as evidence to them to either be refuted or otherwise answered, and that didn't happen with Whitney. Uh, I don't know whether that came into play, whether that was a foot fault. Uh, As much as you might like the Depp team, lawyers are human beings and can make mistakes, whether they had a different plan, whether they thought this was okay, whether there's something more coming up today or tomorrow, we don't know. The only thing I can tell you as someone that doesn't know any of this extrinsic evidence is that was a big nothing. Uh, And Whitney still stands out there as potentially corroborative of Johnny hitting Amber. And while some of my panelists say, hey, there's all these contradictions and such, I agree. I still say it's out there as somebody that's not Amber saying it, a discount that you can give to a sister, of course, but that's not Amber and that a jury or jury member that might otherwise be convinced on those grounds has a hook to hang their hat on. And so I would be a little bit concerned about that if I were the Dep team going forward. Caitlin Skinner, HH is some of the most interesting and important content about the trial. Thank you, Hogue. I really appreciate that. I love talking about this stuff and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for the support. Shame, Bad, 23 years ago, my ex-wife emptied my accounts and left me homeless after using me to pay for her college. Kept all my possessions and all I got for help was man up. Important topic. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I am so sorry to hear that story. Um, and yeah, I think I think that kind of thing can happen. In fact, I I, I, I think I can uh, corroborate some stories like that, which thankfully aren't me. Uh, I've, I've been blessed in my life and I know that. Um, and so I'm very sorry to hear that. Lawrence, some MSN is beginning to realize that constant gaslighting against the evidence is pushing people to other sources. Their credibility is at stake. I would like to think so. I would like to think that some of what we're seeing here is outlets that say, um, n- no, we can't actually stake out that position and maintain people that are interested in hearing about what we have to say. Um, so, uh, yes. Um, let's go to the next one here. Audrey Secrest, interested in how trans women, uh, male transition to female, fit into this rhetoric. They are the group most targeted for violence by a huge margin outside of native women, because physical size is referenced in who can be a victim. Yeah, I'd be interested too. We didn't get a lot of that uh, kind of close data points here. Um, and uh, I think you make a good point. I, I would be interested in a whole bunch of data points here. And maybe, maybe I'll look into those. Uh, again, one of the things I do here is I, I, I do try to analyze things from what is my knowledge base. Just reading articles, of course, as anybody would, I can look at that critically. Uh, but I have uh, no expertise in these kinds of issues. So before I said anything definitively, and I probably wouldn't say it definitively at any event, I would want to look into this more, but great point. And thank you for the super chat. Dancing Beagle, love that you're showing how to think slash read critically. It's sadly becoming a lost skill. Uh, it's either a skill or a curse depending uh, on, on what you're doing. But uh, I like to think that I can I can get more out of these articles and hopefully talk with you about them the way I see them. So thank you so much for the super chat. M Graham, hey, Hoag, enjoy the honest evaluation of the trial so far. Feeling there's only two outcomes left: lose, lose, or Depp win. Amber Heard lose. What are you? Uh, where are you at so far in the trial? Australia, kangaroo emoji. I love that kangaroo emoji. Um, I don't think Amber Heard can win her defamation claim. I really don't think that you can prove agency between Wallman and Depp. I am worried that a jury will decide that they can. When I don't really think that there's a legal backing for it. That's why I probably would have dismissed the case if I uh, dismissed her countersuit. If I were in the judge's shoes yesterday, that obviously didn't happen. For those of you that didn't follow yesterday, that. The counter suit from Amber Heard survives and will be handed to the jury at the end of all of this, which is fine. Uh, but I probably would have kicked it out. Uh, I don't think she can win that. I am not sure whether Depp wins or not. Um, so I don't think money's leaving Depp's hands. I don't know whether he's getting any or, or even the paper that says W on it uh, in this particular case. I am maybe a little bit more circumspect than the rest of the panelists talking about this. I still think it is more likely than not that Johnny wins. I think he's got a better shot um, than losing, but I think it's a I think it's a material chance that Johnny comes away with a loss here, and I want to be honest with about that so that people at least have some bit of awareness that that is a possibility that could happen in this court case. So to some extent, I guess I'm also playing as just a, a sounding board for where I'm at and streaming to say this is a real possibility. We should be aware of that because there are ways that a juror can think about this that aren't crazy. Uh, we should be aware that that could go that direction. Britt Cormier, thank you for the very generous super chat. The issue I see is with the article's definition of power. It seems like the definition used by the author is either physical or financial. However, we all know that there are many more types of power in relationships. Many articles ignore this dynamic. I think that's right, right? You can be absolutely tortured emotionally or psychologically. um, and, And we see that to some extent. Tell the world Johnny is a certain amount of controlling psychological Um, torture might be too strong, but control is definitely the right word that is designed to encourage someone to not do something, uh, because you have told them that the world won't believe them essentially in context. Uh, and so that kind of thing happens and we don't actually treat that. At least I don't see it treated like this in journalism as it in, in and of itself abusive when it's probably as close to what we've seen in terms of words in this case, um, on that abuse level. Thank you so much for the super chat. Stephen Brown, thanks for streaming at, the, at a time that I can watch easily. This is a time that works for me, so I, I might uh, keep this slot forever and ever. Love the content from New Zealand. Angry mask emoji, I think. Hello, New Zealand. You guys made Lord of the Rings. It's pretty cool. CM is a man mentally, verbally abused in a past relationship. Thank you and your fair, logical coverage and not reporting like it's a local sports radio for any side. I think since the start of all of this streaming, you can see me, I think it was on Rittenhouse, saying, I really wish that many outlets, and I wasn't really referring to us at the time necessarily, would stop reporting on it like it was just a gladiatorial match or your favorite football team's meeting on the pitch, which is always one of my favorite names for any kind of sporting venue. Um, And so I appreciate that. I try not to. I try to continue to look at this as a judicial process and uh, people involved. Amber Heard, I'm not going to lie, has made this a little bit tough with the massive exaggerations uh, that I think really come off of her testimony. Um, And so I'm gonna continue to try, uh, but certainly there are aspects of this case that are uh, ridiculous on their face and and things that actually happen, right? The writing on the wall in Australia is bizarre. It's bizarre. Claire Beatty, question, in the audio Amber Heard states, you're not punched or not, I didn't punch you. This insinuates it happens more often. Why hasn't this voice been pressed more than you think from? Uh, I didn't, it didn't send me an actual flag. I'm sorry. It's just a black flag uh, on, on this particular chat. Uh, so I apologize for that. Um, does you're not punched suggest that she punches more often? I don't know that it does, or I don't know that it does, obviously. Um, so that would be a tricky thing to convey to a jury. Um, and that's probably why you don't see it covered as much. You might be right. It might be suggestive of this is her standard response. Um, but I think it can also be read to mean that whatever it exists in Amber's head as the quality of having been punched doesn't exist because she only hit. Now, that's insane. Uh, and we've talked about that uh, in respect of the trial coverage. That's one of the reasons she's getting in so much trouble for audio like that. But. I don't know that it's easy to convey what you want it to convey. That's why I think it's not presented. Thank you so much for the super chat. Acromat. Hogue has some awesome merch, by the way. I do, and the YouTube connections aren't really linked properly. Should be in the description. You can check out the store. If it's not, I'll try to fix that. Um, And there is more to come, uh, hopefully pretty soon. But we're in the midst of trial, and maybe shortly after. Layla. Thank you, Hogue, for reminding us to being always open for all kinds of opinions and congrats on the numbers. Thank you so much. Uh, celebratory emoji, you're all awesome. Claps, claps, claps. Greetings from, it's just CH. Now, is that like, is that China? Is that Chile? Um, is that somewhere else that I'm not thinking of? This is a, I love hearing from everybody everywhere, but if I if I just get the fake flag that they don't put up in the, in the StreamYard version of these, I just look like I'm terrible at geography, um, which I know Americans are known for, I'm trying to cast that off, but I apologize. <laughs> uh, Sin Ortega became a YouTube member. Hello, Sin. Welcome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Guybrush Threepwood with a very generous super chat. I'm sorry I didn't see this as I was starring things. Hi, Hogue. Been loving your content for a couple of years now. Seeing a new Virtual Legality episode always makes my day brighter. I really wish we had this type of live video for the Epic versus Apple arguments instead of relying on live tweeting. Wouldn't that have been better? Now, half of the internet might have fallen asleep when we had the battle of the experts in that case about what antitrust rules were, how the various economic tests work. But man, I would have covered the heck out of it. You would have had a live trial here on virtual legality. Uh, unfortunately, most of the stuff I cover is federal, and federal courts don't do this kind of live streaming. We do believe the Ninth Circuit is going to come in with a streamed version of the appeals in that case, uh, which I intend to cover and grab some law tube buddies to try to not have fall asleep when we talk about very, very exciting stuff in the world of business. Um, But yeah, it would have been so much better. I would, ah, man, I wish, I wish. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, Julia Zaleski, your opinion and comments are always super appreciated. And in the conversations where everyone are super pro JD, it's sometimes refreshing to hear a maybe more realistic point of view. Love from Israel and the Czech Republic. Hey, Israel and Czech Republic, heart emoji. I try. Um, and that's not just me being contrarian. I really was disappointed in Jennifer Howell's contributions yesterday. I hope they do more on the Whitney herd. I know that's not her last name. I apologize there. Uh, situation. Uh, so um, we'll see. Thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Becca G. Hogue. Thank you for keeping my brain from turning to mush during my maternity leave. Smiling, laughing emoji. Smiling, laughing emoji. Loving the headlines analysis. <laughs> Virtual reality video game controller. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I remember my wife complaining about that, honestly, uh, during her leave. Uh, so if I can help, I am so uh, thankful for it. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. Zornal1, I think Depp's team did a poor job showing how ridiculous the notion is of Johnny grabbing Amber's hair with three fingers and an infected healing finger. Yeah. You know, the cast stuff is interesting, but they're asking you to go pretty far in understanding what that means. Now, that's what closing statements are for. So that might be something that they bring up and they punch More effectively, probably a bad word for this uh, description. I apologize, uh, but that they can establish as: look, we have testimony that this was the state of his hand. This is what the testimony says uh, from Whitney. This is what Amber says. By the way, the security guard disagrees with all this. You can see that in closing statements, and that might sway me. But as it stands right now, the cross examination really only set up for Jennifer Howell, and I didn't see much of anything. So you might well be right, but we haven't gotten to them establishing what all this evidence is put in for. Just yet elon julie i fear for what the media will do if depp loses there'll be headlines we'll be covering them don't you worry we'll talk about all the rhetoric and opinions or at least the stuff that we can cover in the limited hours that we have on this earth leon homer when jh and jennifer howell in her testimony said she knew whitney was doing something very wrong to protect her sister is it possible the jury made the connection to whitney's testimony i hope so yes it is absolutely possible But there's no real reason to believe this woman that just appeared on your video screen and ends yelling at people. Um, It's a weird, weird deposition. Yeah, they noticed that. They also noticed the check that looks like Elon Musk slash Amber Heard is buying off people. Um, But it wasn't enough for me. Ryan Mark Camilleri is JH's email in evidence. I actually have to check with the people that know how to look at that on the Fairfax website. They will let me know. And if it is, We'll read it. Maybe we'll read it during a break so I can be told what all this stuff is that the jury might otherwise see. Michael Gaunt, on the subject of the you're not punched audio, JD also says, don't tell me what it feels like to be punched. He certainly does. Not, you know what a punch is, given how much he supposedly beat her. Yeah, he doesn't respond in a way that is suggestive of him being violent. Um, So uh, I, I hear you on that. I think it's still a very effective audio I have, don't think it's a mistake for Depp's team to not make some of those uh, more close um, cuts uh, at that uh, at that particular audio because I think um, it stands enough on its own and at some level you don't want too many different thoughts and concepts from the jury going in too many different directions. April Wright asked this on Legal Bites yesterday, but I think it got missed. Only non-donor info uh, I got from. Um, from Jennifer Howell, was that she forwarded the email to someone else. Why would that be relevant? Thanks. And good morning from Alabama. Hello, Alabama. I don't know. Um, I think we did get to some questions. It might've been yours uh, during the super chat wrap up at the end of the stream that said, is the parasol guy gonna come in? And I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. We didn't actually get to see the name. So it's just guessing based on what we saw uh, in the deposition. Is the parasol guy gonna testify? I don't think that's more likely to be helpful than Jennifer Howell. If you had a hearsay problem before, that's effectively something like double hearsay. Um, and so I don't know why that's referenced other than we see in depositions and at least the video format, we get a lot of stuff that we don't need um, because of what is actually admissible and that they can put in. So that deposition continues to be very, very weird. I don't know whether they lost emotion right at the end, whether they had to edit it in a very weird way right at the end. I I don't know what happened there. And I wish I did. I really do wish I could answer this better. Maybe it will become clearer in these last two days of testimony. DJ Tommy V, rechat from Legal Bytes, 100,000 hype, LFG. Thank you, DJ Tommy V. I'm very excited about uh, having more people to have these conversations with. I think it's absolutely awesome. Dr. Kartoffel Salat, good morning, Ho. Greetings as always. People smash the sub button. Thanks for the insights. One day... You're going to give me a super chat and I'm going to just roll off the name. No problem. And on that day, we shall celebrate. Uh, thank you so much for the support. Uh, tutty 16 Hogue, thoughts on Bethesda and Fallout 76? Best game. All right. So here's here's a Wayback Machine kind of thing. Go look at Virtual Legality number one. I think we're in the 670s now, something like that. Go look at Virtual Legality number one. My very first topic was Fallout 76, and could players ask for a refund? That is the first episode. You will see the clunkiness. You will see the terrible thumbnail. You will see this channel in its nascent form as we got better and better at this throughout the years. But please do check out Virtually Legality number one. It's quite a trip. Uh, Helena T, do you agree that Depp won the Battle of Public and Battle of the Experts? Uh, yeah, he's winning public opinion. There's no question there. Uh, he's got the better experts. Yep, I'll agree to both. Thank you very much for your very interesting and fun hangouts. Love from Austria. Hello, Austria. That is awesome. Um, uh, Yeah, no, he won. He's winning both of those battles. Absolutely. Lindsay Harvey, Hogue, my boyfriend moved to Lansing recently. Worked in Lansing, lived in Lansing. Fantastic. Told him I wanted to come visit, but not to see him so I could go meet you. (laughs) Laughing, crying emoji. Uh, Well, uh, good luck to your boyfriend. I actually really like uh, Lansing um, as as a town. Uh, It's a really cool capital. Uh, and so I hope whatever he's doing there is is fun and interesting. And thank you so much for the support. Uh, let's see here. When we get towards the end here, the StreamYard gets upset. The Law Patrol, Gratuitous Grift, really want to discuss games with you in the future. Come on, people, smash the like button for Hogue. And once you have, go give the Law Patrol some love to a Kiwi DIY guy and 48 others. Can't be wrong. Smiling, laughing emoji. Yeah, we're going to get back to games. We're going to talk about games. We're going to talk about, you know, broader stuff. We're going to talk about headlines as well as games, maybe gaming headlines. Uh, we're going to add this format to the channel in general. I love having these conversations and they're a lot of fun uh, and hopefully useful, educational, informational, and entertaining. That's what we aim for. Uh, and hopefully we achieve it at a regular basis. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing gaming stuff as well. And I want to get LawTube itself uh, playing some games uh, in this space. Adam Cookman, thank you so much for the super sticker. Um, and, oh, it scrolled down again. We'll work through it. Haley Ward, how did it feel getting yelled at by Jennifer Howell? Uh, smiling, crying emoji. I swear you're watching this deposition. You're not sure whether there's going to be substance. And then it's just like, Richard, you suck. Like, I don't even know what the entire words were. Cause it was just like, what, what's happening? Um, it would have been a great Twilight Zone or Black Mirror, uh, as I'm watching this deposition there. Uh, but it was just so random. It wasn't even possible to tell who she was yelling at. Uh, So I wouldn't have included that, but I I don't, I don't understand that edit. Katie Becker, is there audio of Amber saying to Depp, you beat me? It feel, it felt to me like that punching video should have had her saying, I know what it feels like to be punched. You punch me all the time. Maybe I I would be cautious about inferring what someone who was abused. If we give Amber Heard the benefit of the doubt should say in that circumstance. But I think it's a fair point to note that it's not, it doesn't appear anywhere right? For a person who's documenting all these sorts of things, you don't have the, the photos that you would expect. You don't have the audio that you would expect. You don't have the videos that you would expect. Um, and so I think that's worth noting. Um, but I'm super cautious about saying, oh, she didn't say this. That means this. Um, because I know different people react to these situations very, very differently. Thank you for the super chat. Adita, just things saying thanks in advance. I miss most of live uh, H&Hs because of work. Not very happy emoji. I now rewind to the beginning and enjoy it in full. Happy emoji. I know it will be good. Thank you so much, indeed. I really appreciate it. Nicole Barabo, thank you for this content. I teach early literacy and conflict resolution. Critical thinking starts with the littles. They grow into reasonable adults, hopefully. Good job. Absolutely. Teach the littles how to critically read, analyze, think for themselves, figure out what they believe, not what they're told necessarily by some third party. That is good, good work. Thank you so much for the support and the super chat. Carolyn JH may have sent the email to CYA against data loss. Could be, could be just a thing that's out there in the world to try to prevent from that. But I am curious to see whether the jury gets to see that at all. I'm just going to, I saw this while I was flying by. We got, we got a lot of Buckeyes in here and I respect it. You know, if there is anything that gets you to reasonable minds can differ, it's a Buckeye supporting a Wolverine in this space. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, let's see what the next one here is. Uh, you... Max Tribe thought on the JH Depot. Cat Lady was aggressive with JH during first session. At the end of the second depot, who's Cat Lady Elaine? Uh, JH wasn't having it from Amber Heard's team. Very possible. Very possible. But it didn't. It wasn't a clear narrative to me at all. DJ Tommy V, Warren, Michigan is in the building. Let's go. Hello, fellow Michiganders. Thank you so much for the super chats and the support. It is awesome. Love Michigan. Love my state. Brandon Judge just found out that you are a Final Fantasy XIV fan. Yeah, it's a great game. If you are still playing, what are the chances of playing with fans? New subscriber. Love all of you in law To You'll be very sad to look at my characters. I've essentially played it for a few hundred hours and mostly ever just kind of start crafting and, and mining and making jewelry. You know what? I, uh, I play these MMOs and I just get stuck in all the cool job builds. Um, Final Fantasy 14 is one of the best, but I'm not currently playing it uh, because I wasn't spending enough time on it, especially during the trial. But even before that, wasn't spending enough time on it. It still requires a subscription. I, I will get back into that one because I, I really do enjoy that game. Apple Pie question. What was the value of them adding all those rejected things to the record yesterday post-jury? All the reports they brought were people saying AH told me. Yeah, so that was a recitation of what was in those giant binders, which the judge pleasantly said, you're not going to read that all, are you? Um, And and those were the things that were objected to by Johnny Depp's team and that the judge sided with Johnny Depp's team. So what they do is they take those binders and say, your honor, uh, we would submit these just so that the court knows these don't go to the jury. They're not submitted in the evidentiary record. What we would have presented, what the testimony would have been, had the objection been overruled instead of sustained. And that's primarily for the purpose of at an appeals court level saying, the judge did these things wrong and they materially affected our ability to win the case. The appeals court goes in and says, okay, well, she uh, sus- she sustained that objection. The evidence never came in. How are we, the appeals court, supposed to know what your case would have looked like had the objection been overruled? This is that process. You say, well, this is why it affected things, appeals court, is this would have come in, this would have come in, this would have come in. And then the appeals court can say, oh yeah, that would have changed things. Um, if you don't do that all the record shows is that you didn't get it in. And so the appeals court can say, okay, maybe that was wrongly decided it should have been overruled, but we have no idea what effect that would have had on your case. That's the whole purpose of that. Hopefully, hopefully that was helpful. Thank you so much for the support. Dr. Anya Zuska, I'm sorry, I'm trying. Hey, I tried to reach you about an academic study I'm working on. Would love for you to be a part of it. Thanks. Uh, yes, I, I think I saw that. I, I will DM you back. Um, no problem. Sue McDade, one does not simply walk into this court trial. I want the security to say this to the line jumpers. Love you, Sam Wise. cat emoji, love from Scotland. Hello, Scotland. Yes, one does not walk into the very fires of Depp v. Heard. Uh, Rare Aussie, you're the man. Thank you for your input on the trial. Thumbs up. Australia, thumbs up. Thumbs up to you, sir. Thank you for the support. Uh, Mulfiard. OSU Pride. Hello, Buckeyes. I'm actually... This is going to sound weird, right? Because go blue, and I'm looking forward to the game again this fall. Um, it's very heartening for me. It sounds like such a minor thing for people that don't know American college sports. It's very heartening to me that en- en- enough of you Buckeyes come in here and say, you know what, this is a good product. We can have these conversations with a Wolverine uh, to put up these kind of super chats. So I'll say, OSU Pride, on the field we are enemies, but here right now we are the strongest of allies. Thank you so much for the support. I love it. I love it. Uh Anna R, I watch Alita's streams religiously and you're my favorite panelist. Well, thank you. I won't tell the rest. May I dare say I've developed a little crush on you. Well, thank you. Best Hoagstan, love from Dubai. Hello, Dubai. Thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Um, and we got about 20 minutes until Alita's hopefully going to take over. I actually couldn't link to her on this so there won't be a redirect. Marvy78, uh, C-H-E equals the oh confederatio. Helvetica, the Swiss Federation. Well, hello, Switzerland. Um, That's awesome. Oh, that's not. uh, What happened to Alita's account? Hopefully nothing. Uh, I will check on that after this video ends. Uh, Apple Pie, very informative. Thank you. Fellow Final Fantasy XIV crafter, gatherer here. You're my spirit animal. Well, good. At least we can agree on I really like their job system, and I very often get stuck. It's very zen, right? My day job is opposing counsel or putting streams together or, or trying to have informative conversations with you all um and sometimes you just want a game where you're like you know what i gonna put the old radar on we're gonna mine some stone uh we're gonna take that we're gonna make it into a nice uh armlet of some kind and then if we were to ever actually go and do anything things in this game we would have that armlet for later um and it's just very relaxing the music in final fantasy 14 is fantastic um, so yeah, now you see by the time, by the time this trial ends, I'm gonna be like, I should play that final fantasy 14. Uh, and I'm going to re-download it. Y'all are going to cost me some time. Apple CG from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I found you on bites and I'm so proud of how you represent Michigan. Go Michigan. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being you, Abby. I appreciate it. Jacob Bauer, love from Germany and someone who lived in Michigan. That's a double threat here in virtual legality because we got a lot of Germany po- folks and apparently we got a lot of Michiganders, some Ohioans, or at least people that support Ohio state. We're having a lot of fun here with a lot of different folks. Z Seltzer, my hubby thinks they tanked how to leave three versions of the stair story so it keeps muddy. JT knows how to lay the foundation. Uh, Arnold Rehamada, Hicksville with with show Amber Heard from third party. Johnny Depp still loves uh, Whitney? Does does he does he still like Whitney? I don't know. Um, so trying not to destroy Whitney? Interesting. Uh, certainly clients can make that kind of call. I don't want to destroy a witness if I still um, uh, feel strongly about them. It, it's interesting. Uh, that's an interesting theory. I don't know. Adam Winslow, seeing all this Big Ten hype, got to throw in for Iowa Go Hawks. I'll say this about Iowa. I've been to another a number of games at the big house against Iowa. They're one of my favorite fan bases. They, every time I sit by them, nicest people on earth. I love playing games uh, with Iowa because it's good fun rivalry. They'll dunk on you when they score, uh, but they they have fun with it. Uh, and, uh, I really like, I really, I really like Iowa. Um, so go Hawks. And I think that is it. So I tell you what, I know Alita's having trouble with whatever's happening there. I already DM'd her. I'm going to try to help out with that. Um, uh, Oh, that's not what I want. Um, and, um, so we're gonna, we're gonna call this a little bit early. It's 8 15. I'm going to try to see if I can help sort out anything. Uh, I'm going to handle these last couple of super chats and, uh, we will see you there. Kiwi DIY guy would love to see you in the law patrol debate gaming and law. You have similar outlooks. I also know you love to help law tubers grow. I do love to help law tubers grow. I'll check into I'll check into the, the law patrol's work uh, after the trial uh, and see, uh, see if that makes sense. Absolutely. Hokey girl, appreciate your reserve take on trial question. You didn't like Hicksville guy. Did you see two employees tweeted that when he testified was factual? Okay. So I'm trying to be a juror, but yes, I did see those. A jury won't see that. I think that is useful information. I can only tell you in the moment with what he was trying to squeeze through with some of the stuff that came out, I uh, he got a discount on my trust level. Um, and I didn't think his, his testimony was that important. Um, so that's, that's just my reaction. That's just kind of a gut level evaluation of somebody sitting before me. Um, so that's why I felt that way. Uh, but I hear you. I think those tweets are useful. Skytron, JD, stay where you belong in my memories. Amber Heard, I'll never be a memory. Q, one-winged angel. Stafford Raw. Jen K, morning from a former Youper in North Carolina. That is beautiful space. That is beautiful space. Gio Rio, hi, Virtual Legality. I wasn't able to watch the last two days live. Looking forward to the interview tomorrow. Yeah, I am too. Definitely. Uh, Elise Rose, Final Fantasy XIV is free till Stormblood. I'm just saying. Is it? I don't think I've ever actually used it in its free version. I'd have to look at exactly what gets taken away from you. Uh, Emily Wilkins, could Jennifer Howell test uh, purpose be to link testimony purpose be to link Amber Heard to Elon Musk? No, we already had that. We had that from the ACLU. They said they believe the donations came from Elon Musk. So that was already established. And I'm going to end the broadcast, see if I can help Alita at Legal Bites. Hopefully, you will see us there in a couple of minutes. Um, I don't know. If we need to do something emergency, we might run it over here on this channel. I I have no idea. I'm going to go check on that. Thank you so much for everybody that hung out here. Thank you so much for everybody that walked through the headline with me for the support, for the more than 100,000 subscribers, everybody, fantastic. Hopefully I see you on day 22 over at Legal Bytes uh, in just a few short minutes.